Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Business Writers Radio. Brought to you by Business Writers Exchange. Stone Payton and Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon for Business Writers Radio, brought to you by our good friends over at Business Writers Exchange. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment, but before we get into it, I got to get you up to speed. Fire away. So I know you slept in this morning. You may not be completely caught up, but uh, again, thanks to our friends at Business Writers Exchange, it really does look like this series, this show is likely to spawn a whole nother series called Professionally Speaking. So we're doing some cool stuff with that as as well. It looks like we're going to have an opportunity to work with uh, some very bright and passionate folks over in Tuscaloosa from the University of Alabama. And uh, so I just thought you ought to get in the loop on that. That's going to be fun. So stay tuned for that. So we may very uh, soon have a Professionally Speaking channel series the wow. whole bit exciting news it is but we got work to do here that's right we've got another business writer yeah please join me in welcoming to the broadcast from w3 group marketing mr david b Wright. how are you man doing great thank you for having me here now dave can you share a little bit about your uh, company what are you doing for folks basically we help businesses attract more clients more patients and more customers we do that by Utilizing a series of strategies, mostly online marketing, Mm -hmm. including SEO, video, local, social, mobile, email marketing, paid traffic, and more. Now, as part of your uh, marketing, you decided to write books. Is that true? The books actually led up to forming this company. Oh, really? So the books predated the company? The first one did, yes. So now how did that come about? What made you, what compelled you to write the first book? I was living in Tokyo, Japan for about six years, and at one point, the company I was working for was starting to have some problems. So I, started, I saw the writing on the wall and started working on my resume. And I got together with other friends who were also beginning or in the middle of a job search. And we would exchange resumes and basically just tear them apart, put them back together, and make them more you know, stronger, more powerful, more effective. Mm-hmm. And I had an oddball skill set, too. So I didn't really have that straight career path of you know seven years in this role, four years in this role, and so on. I had jumped around changing careers, changing industries, and changing types of jobs as well. So I didn't fit that pigeonhole that most recruiters and HR people are looking for. So I had to learn how to write a really powerful, effective resume mm-hmm. to to be able to get a better job. And next thing I knew, people were coming to me for tips, advice, and so on. And one day it dawned For writing on me, the resume? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one day it dawned on me that maybe I could help a lot more people by writing a book than I could ever help one-on-one. By individually helping them. Exactly. So then you had already kind of mapped out how to do the work, right? How to create the resume just by you creating your own resume. Right. And doing research and studying other people's resumes and Mm -hmm. so on and finding out what was really effective. So how did you take that kind of raw, chaotic information and then make it into a book? Sort of like they teach you in school to write um, an article. You start off with an outline and you build it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the first book took me about three years to write, which oh, was wow. a lot longer <laughs> than the next one did. <laughs> but once you kind of cracked the cut on that, you were able to, you were kind of looking for reasons to write or how did the, because now book writing is part of your marketing mix, isn't it? For yourself, your brand right. and your company. Well, the first book was called Get a Job, Your Guide to Making Successful Career Moves. And I self-published that through Cafe Press. And of course, as a self-published author, all the marketing was up to me. Sure. 
by this time I had started going to internet marketing workshops and seminars and back then even teleseminars and started learning all these different strategies and tactics. And next thing I knew, I was number one on Yahoo for get a job book. Wow. And that was out of over a billion results. And then Bing and then Google. And then gradually it dawned on me that maybe I should start offering this as a service to business owners who desperately need the help. The service of helping them with the book? Helping them attract more clients. Oh, okay. So that it became much b- bigger than just the authorship part. It became, right. That was just one tactic of many. Right. And we started off mostly offering SEO services, helping you get found on Google, Yahoo, and Bing. And then it evolved into where we are now, a full-service marketing agency. So how did you streamline the process? You mentioned three years to begin with. Uh, you've got a new one coming out that I want to dive into and learn more about, but uh, this one took a, a lot less time to, to craft, yeah? Well, for one, I didn't change directions in the middle of it. I the first book, I... <laughs> Tip number one, <laughs> write that down, Ryan. Don't change directions in the middle. Can I start with the end in mind? <laughs> <laughs> about halfway through the first one, it dawned on me that it would make a lot more sense to make the structure of the book mirror the job search process. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so, that does... I had to shift a lot of things and shuffle content around, and that took me a while. But the next one, I had the goal in mind from the beginning. And the second book was actually, I was a co-author for a book called Conversations with Experts. Mm-hmm. A woman named Karen Glassman put that together. And I wrote a book, I wrote a chapter on um, the three keys to growing your sales online. And that took me about a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so talk about that a little bit, uh, collaborating with another author did i'm sure there are some positives and maybe a few negatives or some things to watch out for well a lot of these a lot of people will put together a collaborative book with multiple authors and sometimes they'll have a couple of big name authors on there as well and that can be an easy way although not necessarily a cheap way because sometimes they'll charge for the ability to be included in the book but it can be an easy way to get get published in the first place and you can connect with your co-authors and maybe there's business opportunities you can take advantage of that way as well. So I can go now, I can go out to the market and say, yeah, David B. Wright and I, we, we wrote a book, even if you wrote nine chapters and I wrote one, huh? <laughs> exactly. It's like together, I me like and Bill Gates have donated a billion dollars to charity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so it's much more streamlined now, though, your whole, your whole process. Is it, uh, I mean, is it secret? Double secret probation processor. Can you give us some insight into how you how would you go about writing a book if 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 you started one tomorrow? Well, there's actually several different ways. The newest book, the seven ways to make your phone ring and get more clients in thirty days or less, that actually started as the transcript of a presentation I gave along with the World Trade Center. Ah, very nice. So basically, the the speech was recorded, transcribed. My wife actually worked her butt off to help me transcribe it, which was great. Thank you, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) And um, then I went in and added what content needed to be added. And I've got probably about two or three, maybe four more pages to go before I'm I'm finished with it. And what kind of things are you attacking in that? What kind of problems are you solving in that book? Basically, a lot of business owners out there don't really care about how it happens as long as their phone rings, as long as their appointment calendars get filled, as long as there's people in the restaurant or people in their store or people coming to their business or buying from them online. So it's really about several different ways to attract those clients and patients and customers. But it doesn't get too terribly technical, even though I do share a few really powerful key insights. So now in your work, um, having a book is a part of it, but you spend most of your time just kind of in a strategy, high level, um, kind of helping these people work. 
What is the sweet spot of customers for you? Is it, you mentioned restaurants, doctors, things like that. Do you have a sweet spot? Actually, several. About two-thirds of my clients are B2C companies, and about one-third are B2B. Really? Because that's kind of unusual also. A little bit, but um, a lot are in the, the broad healthcare arena. So ranging, for example, uh, chiropractors, dermatologists, oh, cosmetic, surgeon, cosmetic surgeons, right. dentists, orthodontists, and so on. Because those are uh, very competitive fields, right? Right. They are very competitive. So it's hard to kind of rank for those terms in a given market. Exactly. And it's also got a, a high average purchase price and a high customer lifetime value because typically once somebody finds a great dentist, they're going to stick with them for years or decades. Right. And once I get that tummy tuck, then <laughs> we start looking. It's like the geranium effect, right? Yeah. Can you do anything with this nose? And, you know, my hair looks a little gray in this light. So the geranium effect or Joan Rivers effect? <laughs> <laughs> so now um, what's next for you? You have this book right now. What are you doing? Obviously, you're coming on this show to promote it, but what, uh, what other kind of tactics are you using to get the word out about it? Well, of course, I'll be doing some video. I'll be doing some speaking. I'll be doing additional media appearances and um, marketing out to my network using social media and so on. And those are tactics you, uh, I'm sure, recommend your clients do as well. Absolutely. Aren't the doctors and some of these professional services folks, aren't they a little intimidated with the breadth and depth of things you can throw at a marketing effort? Do you have to, do you find yourself having to kind of help them prioritize or... I would think they would be intimidated with all that. A lot of them are because being an awesome doctor doesn't necessarily mean you're a good business owner or a good entrepreneur or a good um, manager. Right. So um, basically how we work is we can either essentially become your marketing department or partner with your marketing department to help you get a better return on your marketing investment. But you're at least helping me understand where the pain is and where some some really high leverage points are. And in a, in a lot of cases, I might make the decision hey, I'm going to have you do it. You're the ninja in this, you and your team, as opposed to me trying to right. do it on my own. And some clients will want to know as much as they possibly can about exactly what we're doing. Some of them just don't care as long as their phone rings. <laughs> right. <laughs> is, is that better for you? Do you prefer that? I like both because I like to teach, I like to educate, I like to inform as well. Mm-hmm. But I try to get to know each client, what their business is, what their business goals are what their ideal client looks like. And sometimes they don't even realize exactly what that customer avatar would be. And that's an important component of marketing Absolutely. strategy, right? You have to really identify that. Or, or like you mentioned earlier with the book, you could end up having to, to redo that. Because mm-hmm. if you're aimed at the wrong customer, then all your marketing dollars are going in the wrong place. Right. In fact, in the book, I'd, even before I start talking about the seven ways to make your phone ring, I start talking about your customer avatar and how you can really define that and get really granular on that. Because, mm-hmm. for example, if you're using Facebook ads as a way to drive traffic to your website and leads to your business, they've got so much data on everybody because everybody shares so much information about themselves these days that you can get really, really granular with exactly who you target. You can even upload a list of, of contacts that are your ideal clients, and then you can do something called a lookalike audience. Mm-hmm. And they'll find other people that match those criteria, and your ads just get shown to them. So now, in this show we're doing is business writers, and we want to serve the business writer community. Do you have any tips on how we would go and get the word out to attract more business writers as guests and to educate aspiring business writers or, you know, kind of beginner business writers how to put together a good book? Well, for example, one thing is, um, just like with any other marketing, go where your customer is. Mm -hmm. Where do they hang out? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Instagram? 
probably not quite as many of your ideal guests on Instagram as much, but LinkedIn and Facebook, certainly. Mm-hmm. And now, the, are, are you going to self-publish <coughs> or traditionally publish this next one? Or have you decided? Are you going to shop it? This one is actually going to be through CreateSpace, through Amazon's publishing platform. Mm-hmm. And that will automatically get it published on Kindle as well. And so, um, so self-publishing is uh, a strategy you recommend to your people? It seems to work well for me. I mean, I've, I could shop it around. I haven't really tried that approach yet, so I'm not really an expert on shopping it around and trying to get published by a major publishing house. How do you see the pros and cons of uh, self-publishing versus traditional publishing? Well, traditional publishing, publishing, they'll do some of the marketing for you. With self-publishing, of course, that's all up to you or whoever you partner up with to help you market it. But with self-publishing, aside from the actual cost of the book, you keep a lot more, a lot greater percentage of the sale of each book. Right. So that's the biggest pro in your mind? Because either way, you're going to have to probably do a lot of the marketing yourself. Yeah. With this book, actually, it's really going to be more about promoting the business. I'm not looking necessarily to make this one a bestseller, although I may go ahead and do a bestseller campaign for it. Mm -hmm. But the goal is really to help people understand what the basics are so they can understand how I can better help them. So using it as kind of a calling card for your business? Right. A lot of people are saying these days that a, that a book is the ultimate business card. Mm-hmm. And I found early on after I published the first book that initially some, someone's opinion of me might be, say, this level here, but if they, once they found out I was an author, then that opinion went up a bit. And once they found out I was a best-selling author, it went up even more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted to ask, is, are the books helping you get more speaking gigs and or helping you command a higher speaking fee? Is the speaking helping sell more books? Do they serve each other in your experience? It tends to be very synergistic. And connecting with other authors and other speakers and so on, going to more and more live events and talking with the organizers. And once they find out you've got a book or a product or some other type of information product, then it becomes more of a natural that they'll take you more seriously because you've got that thing there that you've done, you've created, you've made, and it's out there and available to a market. All right, so let's walk through the consulting process, at least the early part of the engagement. Let's say that that, uh, Business Radio X, the network, if we were to engage you to help us out in our marketing, what does the early part of that relationship look like? We're going to sit down over a beer and talk a few things through or tell us about that. Could be over beer, could be over coffee, whatever. But yeah, first step would be to get to know you and your and your business goals. From that, extrapolate what makes sense to pursue to help you achieve those better. And when you're asking those questions, do you find that sometimes they don't really have a good handle on some of the just simplest building blocks? Like you were talking about this avatar persona idea. I don't know that a lot of companies put a lot of thought into that initially without being prompted and asked about it. Right. And one of the biggest problems I see is people think their target market is everyone. Right. Yeah, I want to sell to anybody. As long as the check clears, I'm good. Yeah, or all (laughs) men or all women or whatever it might be. But really, that's much more of, I mean, that's even broader than a shotgun approach. And really to be much more effective marketing, taking that sniper approach, you've got a much better chance of of hitting that exact target if you know exactly what that target is, what they look like, what their habits are, what their interests are, and so on. All right, so we have that conversation, and with your help, we we land on who we're going after, and we're, we're, we're learning where they hang out and uh, where they're feeling some, some pain. What's kind of fades to? What are some of the first few things that we do? Well, the first things we would do is we would make sure that 
from an SEO standpoint, those keywords are on your website, the things that people would actually be searching for when they're looking to be on a radio show, for example. Right. Hanging out in the different Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups that are targeting the business writer community and people who are want, wanting to become authors but haven't quite taken that full step yet. Now, why do you think people... Um, we run into a lot of folks, even before we started this show, that uh, would communicate that they had a sincere desire to write a book. I'm going to write a book. I've heard that a thousand times. What, what do you think holds them back? It could be anything. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes they just don't make it as high of a priority as it really should be to get it done. It, I saw a, um, a comic, I think it was in the, like a strip of the New Yorker, I think it was, and um, a guy was driving by the cemetery and he could actually hear all these voices and they were all basically saying regrets. <laughs> <laughs> So you see that uh, that this is usually a regret for people that they didn't make the time to, to make this happen. A lot of times, yes. So now, um, what's next for you? I know you have this book you're promoting, and you have other books on the in the docket, right? Right. The next book will be called Video Marketing for Business, and we'll go a little bit more in-depth into video marketing. I will cover some of that. It's, that is one of the seven ways of the soonest coming new book. Mm-hmm. And uh, for lack of a better word, I should know more words since I'm an <laughs> author here. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to hear about this award. I understand that you won an award recently. Yes, I was um, honored to be to have been voted in the reader's picks of the Creative Loafing Best of Atlanta 2016 as Best Local Author. Well, that's got to feel good. You don't throw a party? Well, we, Creative Loafing actually threw a huge party for all the winners and whoever else wanted to go a couple of weeks ago. And that was a lot of fun. It was very, very hot. So unfortunately, we didn't stay very long. But um, it was great to be there. They gave me a little little button for my shirt with a <laughs> ribbon saying Creative Loafing on it and Best of Atlanta <laughs> and so on. Well, I know you wouldn't complain about the heat. I mean, you shot arrows in the, what do you call it, the mouth of a volcano? <laughs> is, that, is that for real or is that just so that you're That's absolutely true. Out? It's actually, uh, it was a, <laughs> an, a dormant volcano or possibly even extinct. Right. But it was in... Um, near the Izu Peninsula of Japan, south of Tokyo. Went up there, walked down into the crater, and, you know, there's grass growing and so on, and there were some people shooting archery in this, in this volcano. And I thought, <laughs> how cool would that be to do? And, you know, even though it's basically just same as archery anywhere, I've done it in the crater of a volcano. <laughs> well, I mean, how many people can say that, right? Just Sam in this room, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, where can our listeners get their hands on the books that you've already crafted the one that uh, is coming up and and where can they go to have a conversation with you or someone on your team to to make the phone ring man well my main website is atlantaseos.com you can also get there through going through w3groupmarketing.com if that's easier to remember and of course i've got my books on amazon i've got three publications there i've got an author page on amazon and um actually i've got a little giveaway i wanted to do for the audience and the listeners here. Lay it on us. Are you going to give me and Lee something or are you going to give our audience something? Well, potentially both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lay it on us, man. I may have mentioned that one of my superpowers is video marketing, including video SEO. I'm going to be doing a drawing where I'll give away a video as a client attraction magnet to one lucky business owner who's interested in the book. So what you can do is you can go to atlantaseos.com slash seven ways. That's atlantaseos.com slash number seven, W-A-Y-S, to enter the drawing. And it's one entry per person, obviously. And for the winner, I'll create a custom video for your business, optimize it for the search engines, and get it ranking quickly to help you attract more clients. 
These go for $1,000 each minimum, and most of my clients recoup their investment within a couple of weeks. Well, I think that's a key thing to, to keep in mind because I, you see a lot of video out there on the internet, and, it's, and it gets posted in, on a platform. And, but, you know, what I see, I guess I'm trying to look at it through the lens of a marketer. I don't see a clear call to action. I don't see a clear bridge to return on investment for me if I take some action. So not only are you talking about creating a, a, a quality video that lets me articulate the benefits of my products and services, but you're, you're setting me up to, to have a meaningful exchange with my potential prospects. I, that, I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. I exactly. Think. And that's a powerful way to get found, too. Google loves video. Otherwise, they wouldn't have bought YouTube a few years back. Right. <laughs> so they're constantly indexing YouTube for new content. And if you know what you're doing, then you can use a video to get on page one of Google very, very quickly. 94 point something percent of my last 80 or so videos have hit page one of Google for our target keyword in less than one hour. Wow. wow. I just broke my record last week and got a video on page one of Google in 36 seconds. <laughs> personal best <laughs> so now um, before we let you go can you share one important piece of advice for a new author as far as marketing the book in the first place just or just whatever, something that you would like to leave somebody who is thinking about not having this regret of being an author and they're going to do it what would be a piece of advice that you would give somebody in that place if you want to get it done make it a priority set a goal and a deadline and stick to it if you have to change the deadline a little bit let it slip a little bit back that's okay Sometimes life gets in the way, but as long as it doesn't just keep slipping and you actually get it done, get it out there, the worst thing that can happen is at least you've got that goal done. Mm -hmm. Maybe you might not sell a million books. I haven't sold a million books, but still a best-selling author. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it's helped you drive your business. You've built a, a really substantial business around it, whether you sell a million books or not. Exactly. And especially for business books, a lot of time, a lot of the time, it's really not about making a million dollars through your books, but it's what the, what the, um, the opportunities the book leads to. That can be more speaking, more, more business. It's a, a great business card. I mean, instead of just giving you a little business card there, if, if you give somebody a book, and especially if they read it and they're in your target audience and they react to it and become your client, that's a lot better than just going to a networking event and passing out a million cards and maybe getting one phone call from them. Right. Well, this has been very informative for me, and uh, I think it might be fun to have you come back maybe after you release your next book. Uh, plus, I think there may be some wisdom in us meeting the brains of the outfit, Heather, um, who you gave a shout out to earlier. But one of the things that that prompted or underscored for me is this idea of capturing content for your book. There are a lot of ways to do it, one of which you know is very attractive to me. You mentioned, um, I think, a transcription of a talk or something. But it opens up the opportunity to me, Lee, is, you know, we spend so much time just having good conversations here with really bright, passionate people. It's probably a marvelous way to capture a bunch of content and then, you know, put it through the, the Heather machine <laughs> and then come out the other end with a best-selling book. I think that might be fun to have that whole conversation. Yeah. Or even uh, Dragonsoft, Naturally Speaking. It's a voice-to-text transcription software. Right. So that's a good way to get started, and... right? Absolutely. It can certainly be a huge shortcut instead of having to share it, stare at that blank piece of paper, <laughs> which can be really intimidating for a lot of people. You've at least got something to work with. And it's a lot, it tends to be a lot easier to edit something when you've already got it than it is to right. come up with everything from scratch. All right. One more time before we go, let's leave our listeners with some coordinates that they want to you know, go check out some stuff or have a conversation with you. Okay. 
The website is www.atlantaseos.com. And my author page, obviously my name is David B. Wright. Look it up on Amazon. You'll be able to find that as well. And for the giveaway, the drawing, it's atlantaseos.com slash seven ways. All right. David B. Wright, David B. Smart, David B. Good at this whole marketing and writing thing. Thank you so much for joining us, Matt. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor, our fearless producer, Ryan Redhawk McPherson, our guest this afternoon, David B. Wright, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Business Writers Radio. Business Writers Radio is brought to you by Business Writers Exchange. To learn more about developing a successful book and building your business around it, visit business-writers-exchange.com.